There is a power and a life extending and a life giving power in just showing up in the house of God. And now for How to Live an Extra Seven Years. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. And today our scripture is going to be from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. Now, Hebrews is in the New Testament, even though it sounds like the Old Testament. It's the New Testament. This is the NIV version. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promises is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. I'm going to read just a couple of verses of that in the King James Version because we're more familiar with the old English of the King James. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as ye see the day approaching. And I want to primarily focus on that verse that simply says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as we see the day approaching. The NIV puts it like this, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, last week, I had... Two people contact me about the same thing literally within the space of an hour. And they contacted me about a Netflix documentary. The documentary is entitled Live to 100. It is a very short series. Normally Netflix, when they have a series, they'll have a season and the season will have 10 to 20 episodes. This is four episodes, but it's four episodes from the man who wrote the book, The Blue Zone, and I read The Blue Zone probably 15 years ago, but The Blue Zone book was done by a researcher who went all over the world examining cultures and groups who lived much longer than normal. He's not a religious man. He's a scientist. So he wanted to find out why these folk living longer than everybody else. And it wasn't a particular country. Often it was just a town within a country that had thousands of towns. But yet this one town, for some reason, the folk were living much longer than everybody else. So everywhere where there was a spot on the earth called a blue zone, where the people lived much longer than everybody else, 
he went to find out why. Jesus says, I came to bring you life and bring you life more abundantly. And abundant life, it is about both the quality of your life and the quantity of your life. Even the commandment says, you know, honor thy mother and thy father that thy days may be long upon the land that the Lord thy God giveth thee. So there is a blessing in a good quality life, and there's a blessing in a good long life. So as I watched Live to 100, there was one particular section in episode two that really struck me. And all of the other stuff I kind of knew, but for some reason, I hadn't seen this one. And that one thing is going to change my behavior. And sometimes it doesn't take but one thing to change your behavior. One thing can make a difference in your life and make massive and deliberate and positive changes. AV department, I want you to play this clip. And I'm going to play this clip every service for the next six or seven services. It's that important. And if just one person grabs and makes a change, it's worth it. AV, would you go ahead and run the clip? This is from Live to 100. So I'm seeing this queer trend arise in looking at these blue zones of faith. Uh, the Adventists are obviously very religious, very adherent. In Sardinia, we were seeing really strict Catholics. And in Okinawa, we see this ancestor veneration. And what, when he prays to the ancestors, what does he ask for? An analysis shows that people who attend spiritual services more than once weekly can get an extra seven years of life expectancy. It doesn't matter what religion you are. What matters is that you're part of a faith-based community and you show up. So this is something that's available to all of us. That was one of the most powerful things about longevity that I've ever seen. Now, understand this. This is not from religion, because what the science showed was it didn't matter what religion you were. Now, I know most Christian pastors won't say that. They absolutely won't say that. I know when the study came about how prayer improved people's health who were in the hospital, and science did comparisons with a group who was prayed for versus a group who wasn't prayed for. And a whole lot of preachers were quoting this study because the people, and they didn't even know they were being prayed for. They didn't know it, but they were being prayed for. The group who was being prayed for got well faster than the group who was not being prayed for, and they didn't even know they were being prayed for. And I heard a lot of preachers talking about this study, and all of a sudden, it just went quiet. Well, why did it go quiet? Well, when you read the book, you understood why it went quiet. Because the prayer from all faiths worked. And then there was another kicker. And that other kicker, I don't even want to say that. I ain't going to say it. You got to read the book if you want to find out that other kicker. But the point is, what this scientific documentary talked about was that if you attend a faith-based service more than once a week, you will live seven years longer. Do you understand the significance of that? Do you know how long seven years is? And not only will you live seven years longer, generally, the longer you live, it's not just a matter of lifespan, it's a matter of health span. 
So usually if you live longer, it means you're generally in better health while you live longer. And the study showed if you attend more than, and that's the key, more than one service a week, you live seven years longer. And it says you have to get up and show up. And it doesn't count. You know, I've read this verse in the Bible so many, you know, forsake not the assembling together of the saints. What I hadn't seen, and that's why when you go back and study something, you catch stuff. Each time you read through the Bible, you see more and more stuff that you hadn't seen. But I find that even when I read other books, it's stuff I didn't catch the first time. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Y'all know what that means? Do you know what that means? This was back then. Folk wasn't going to church back then. Y'all think that's a new thing. And it is kind of new. Because church attendance trend is dropping off. But you all thought that was new. That was the King James Version that said it like that. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward loving deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Basically, what the Bible was saying, folk got in the habit of not going to church back then. Y'all turned to, that ain't new. See, y'all thought that was something new. No, Hebrews talking about folk wasn't going to church back then. And they got in the habit of doing it because once you miss one service, it's a lot easier to miss the next one. And then once you miss one month, it's a whole lot easier to miss two months and three. And before you know it, you ain't died at the door of a church in I don't know how long. There is a power and a life-extending and a life-giving power in just showing up in the house of God. And this message may be particularly more critical now than ever Because there is talk, and it's real, it's not fake. The pandemic is now spurring up, but it's always going to be something. The pandemic is just here now, but it's always a pandemic. It's always something. Gas goes up. Uh, the weather gets bad. It's one thing after another. You're going to have some folk coming in church and shooting up. Oh, I ain't going to church because I might get shot up. You, you have all kind of stuff. So it's nothing that's new. This was way back then. Folk got in the habit of not showing up to church. But if you go, and the key is this, more than once a week. The reason that hit me, I travel a whole lot now. So I'm gone a lot. And often I'm not here on Thursday, but I watch the stream. That ain't the same. He said, you got to show up. And this is science. Now, you would not expect a documentary researcher dealing with hard scientific cold facts to put that in there. But he just couldn't ignore it. It's there. And he was seeing all these pockets of folk who lived a long time. And what he noticed universally among, they all went to church more than once a week. Now, that doesn't mean that just because you do go to church more than once a week, you're not going to die early. It doesn't mean that. All of this stuff deals with what's called a standard statistical distribution, which means if you take 100 folk going to church more than once a week and 100 folk not going to church more than once a week, the average lifespan increase among the hundred who are going will be seven years. That's what that means. Some folk may die at 20, some at 30, some at 40, but the group as a whole will live seven years longer. Do you know how long that is for you to get an extra seven years of life? But you got to come more than once a week. So I had to realize that I want this blessing. I want, there's nothing I got to do more important. I want this blessing. So if I'm not in town, if I'm not here to physically be in the presence and here and watch see Elijah, I'm going to church wherever I am. And I don't care where you are. Some places 
are less religious than others. If you're up north, churches are not as sticky as they are down south. You down south, there's a church on every corner. But if you're up north, they're thinner. But everywhere I've gone, is a church somewhere. They may be thinner, but it's somewhere. And let me tell you this, you can get everywhere else you want to go. If you're that hungry, you're going to find something to eat. I don't care how far away it is. So no matter where I go, there's a church, and it's not that far away. You can walk generally in the south, but if you're up north or you're in some other country, it's a little bit further sometimes to find a church. But just like when I was in the Philippines, I found a church, and it wasn't even the same language. They were all talking in tongues as far as I was concerned. I couldn't even understand it. But when I read the words to the song, my eyes started watering. And I saw firsthand the power of being present. And that thing affected my spirit. And I could not understand the sermon. But I walked out of there uplifted and changed. But you got to go more than once a week. So I prayed. I said, Lord, look, you just tell me where to go. God has a way of instructing me. If I'm out of town, I'm going to go to church somewhere during that week other than Sunday so that I make sure I go more than once a week. Now, we've got a service here at the Ark every Thursday. And if you don't come here, go somewhere. The point is, well, I'm not going to say that. If you want those extra seven years, because some folk just don't want it. Two things about it. Some folk don't want it and some folk don't believe it. I'm not saying it. The science says it. So if you want those extra seven years, you got to attend a faith-based service more than once a week, and you got to show up. The title of this message is How to Live an Extra Seven Years. You just go to church twice a week, and that takes you to seven years. And it's almost so good and so easy that it's hard to believe. But when you look at the factors that are involved, you can begin to see some of the things. Number one is just community. One of the things they found in the Blue Zone, they found that all of the people who live a long time have a very strong social tie life. They have good relationships. They have good friends. They they have good family relationships. It's a sense of community when you are connected and, and church is still One of the easiest and one of the best ways, that's one of the things people talk about the ark. They say, when I come to the ark, it's just so warm and friendly. I can feel the love there. Now, I'm not going to say all churches have that love. Some don't. Or you just may look strange when you go in there and nobody wants to love. I don't know. But that's one of the things they talk about here at the ark. Is it when I walked into that place, I could feel the love. Now, as we move, they're even talking about bringing back some mass mandates. And we had moved away from, from really hugging. And see, that's the second thing. First, you get community. The second thing is you get a loving touch. Do you know how many folks sometimes, they haven't been touched all week long? There's a power in touch. See, of your five senses... If you thought about all your five, you know, people talk about the sense of sight and hearing and and COVID took away the sense of smell and the sense of taste. But you know, the first sense that developed in your body is the sense of touch. And do you know the last sense that leaves? Matter of fact, it generally never leaves is the sense of touch. You may can't see, you can't hear, but you can feel. The sense of touch is the longest and most persistent sense of the human body. So I even want to try to figure out a way where we can touch. I know with the pandemic and, you know, you got to keep a six feet away from folk and you got to be masked all up and you can't shake hands, you can't hug. But most of the 
disease is transmitted airborne, primarily from breath or sneezing or from the nose. So maybe we can still figure out a way where you turn your head to the side, open your arms, say, come in, come in. And then you just hug, you do it like this. It's a sense of touch. And some people are not going to want to be touched. So we do need to understand this because you don't want to violate anyone's personal space. So we need to have two signals. This is the signal if you want to hug. This is the signal if you don't. (laughs) So if you see somebody do like this, you know to come in there and look away so you don't put any germs on them. Give them a good hug. But if you see somebody do like this... That means they don't want Look, they ain't going to take a chance with that. So you got this and you got this. So that at least, if you know, that's very simple. Everybody can understand that. So this is what we do. But it allows just a loving touch because you will be surprised how many people have no touch during the week. But if you come to God's house, there is a power in just having a loving touch. There is a power in getting up and going. One of the episodes talked about as they looked at what made certain towns or villages, what made the people live longer than others. And what they found was this. They found there was a direct correlation between how long people live and how steep the streets were. Because in a lot of these small places in the blue zones, people, they do a lot of walking. And what they found was if you live in a flat village... You don't live as long as you do if you live in a village where you got to walk up a hill. And you got to walk up a hill and down the hill and up the hill and down the hill. I often wonder, why did Jesus always teach on the mountaintops? He didn't teach in the valley. Everyone's on the mountain, sermon on the mountain, on the mountain, on the mountain. They got to climb. I said, why Jesus always taught on a hill and on a mountain? Because on a mountain, you got to climb to get up there and climbing extend your life and what they found was they found the villages and the cities that had the steepest hills the people live the longest the ark is on a hill and just even to get in this place you got to come up those front steps and if you come up those front steps some of y'all got a full workout by the time you get to the front step you're like a full workout just by the time you get up to the top of those steps. See, a lot of times things in the Bible, they have a practicality behind them that's not immediately obvious. But just getting up, getting ready, getting out, walking, just getting there causes you to get out. It causes you to move and moving extends your life. So just getting up to go make a difference. You can sit there and watch it on TV or watch it on your phone. You don't have to move. But if you got to get up and go, get your blood moving, and especially you come in the back door is not as bad. But if you got to come up those front steps, those front steps, it takes some energy to get up those steps. But that very energy extends your life. It uplifts your spirit. When you come to the house of God, the vast majority of times you will feel better leaving than you felt coming in. The true word of God ministers and it uplifts and it removes burdens. And there's just something about it that just makes you feel better, that gives you hope, that makes you feel more alive. And then there's the presence of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you can walk into a place and before anything is said, 
You feel the spirit. You feel the vibration. And it works both ways. Sometimes you walk in a place and you know, there's something evil about this place. Y'all ever been? Yeah, you've been to the, you walk in the place and something just don't smell right. Something is just not right about it. Your spirit senses it. It works that way on both ends. You can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit just as you can feel the presence of the demonic. So when you walk into the house of God, there's something about it that just uplifts your spirit. And then you get the word of God. The word of God brings life. It brings health. It brings joy. So when you get the word, it changes you. And there's a difference in getting the word once a week versus getting the word twice. Now, I'm reasonably certain that just attending church once a week does something. It's got to. I'm pretty sure it does something. But the science says you need twice a week. The science says those who attend faith-based services more than once a week get an extra seven years of life. So based on the science, and I'm pretty sure once a week does something, but based on the science, twice a week gives you seven extra years. And then there's just the blessing. There's just the blessing. Sometimes there's just a blessing in doing some stuff. It's just a blessing. And God will grant you a blessing just for showing up and just for showing up beyond the average. So I know without question, Now that I have made the commitment that I'm going to go to church twice a week, whether I'm in Atlanta or not, I'm going to find a church and I'm going to go there. And I have no question I'm going to get a blessing from that. Absolutely no doubt in my mind whatsoever that I shall receive a blessing. So here we see these things that just makes a difference. And here in this first part that I read where it simply says that having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with your water. Oddly enough, today we began our pure water program here at the Ark. Many of you know we had a well dug in the back years ago. That well goes down 425 feet into the earth. So it goes down deep, it goes through some solid rock, and we had the well reactivated because we have to consecrate our God heals oil. And one of the first steps of consecrating the oil is we have to take it to a pool of pure running water. The first time we did it, we took it to Indian Springs and we took it into the river. And the three brothers of the word, we waded out into the river. We have to leave the oil in the running water for at least an hour. And we left it in that river for an hour, went back and got it, brought it back, and began the second part of the consecration of the oil. It takes 49 days to fully consecrate that oil. So now in our healing garden, it's full of fresh running well water. And we're going to put a spigot in the back where you can actually come and fill up your jug with fresh, pure well water. You know, there are different levels of what I would call the energy and purity of water. We used to go to get our water from Indian Springs. That's probably some of the purest. It comes up deep out of the earth, flows over rock, and has all this sulfur in it, real healing power. But that old country well water, and when we went and put the oil in the water today, we waded in it. It's ice cold, and I even scooped it up and just start drinking it. And it is as pure as it can be. See, Elijah had the water. How many labs did you send it to? He sent it to two different labs. And both labs came back. This water is clean and it's fine to drink. So it's pure, it's clean, it's healthy. And we're going to have a spigot in the back. So you can come at any time, day or night, any day of the week, 
Bring your jug, fill up your jugs, and take your water with you. There's a huge benefit of drinking this water over bottled water, particularly if you're drinking the small bottled water. The reason there's a problem with small bottled water is because the solubilization of plastic in the water. It's not just BPA, but it's all kind of solubilizers that get in bottled water because if bottled water sits for a long time, and don't even mention if it gets warm. If it gets warm, the plastic level in the water goes through the roof. So this water, you bring hard plastic jugs, fill up your water, you got fresh, clean water, it doesn't cost you any money, and you've got pure drinking water. And if you come twice a week, you fill up your jugs twice a week. And it helps you. It helps your body, helps your pocketbook, because you don't have to buy bottled water. You don't get plastic in the water that you're going to get with all that bottled water. And it just helps to refresh and to change your life. So for some of you, and this is hitting your spirit, and see Elijah, his preaching is really more uplifting than mine. It really is. See, Elijah's a faith preacher. He just laughs during the sermon. Mine is more logical and hard-hitting and that kind of thing. We're different vibrations. When I leave after listening to see Elijah, I feel like I'm just walking on the cloud because he got you so full of joy, so it just uplifts you. But you got to show up, and there's a power, and there's a promise, and there's a community, and there's a blessing, and there's a word, and there's all of this. And it's scientifically documented for those who attend faith-based service. And I'm not going to get into what other religions are doing. I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus the Christ. I believe in the Bible. I'm not going to get into what all the other... Look, we got enough problem following our own book. So I don't have any time to be condemning anybody else's religion or what they do. I got enough problems doing what God has told me to do. So that's why you're not going to hear me knocking any other religion anywhere else. That's their business. But the science says you get the benefit from attending any faith-based... Certainly, there's got to be faith-based. He put that in there for a reason. Because there's a power in just faith. Faith itself heals. Faith itself does stuff that logic won't do. So there's a power in attending a faith-based service. And even when you come twice a week, you got to have faith. This will help me live seven more years. Matter of fact, I feel better already. There's a faith in that. You can't come in here and tell me, I don't know about all that. I ain't already do nothing for me. I don't even know about that. I got to walk up these stairs, my knees aching, my hip aching, my back aching. You got to have faith. So you got to attend a faith-based service at least more than once a week, and you got to show up. And when you do that, you get all of these benefits that will bless you and make a difference in your life, not just in how long it is, but in how strong it is and how joyous it is. I'm expecting my joy to go up now, and I have me attended another service during the midweek, and I just have faith. Hey, this is going to prove me. When I was in Dallas, I was walking in the mall by myself, and a man just came up to me. He said, you look like you're mighty happy. I said, I am. I'm getting ready to get happier because I'm going more than once a week. I'm getting ready to get happier. So I can see the science behind it. I can understand the science. I can see why he found that in the folk who lived all this long time. I can see they went more than once a week, and they got blessed. So you have to ask yourself this question. And there's always the question. that got three parts. First part is, do I even believe it? That's number one. You may not even believe it. It's science, but you may not believe it. You just may not believe if I go to church more than once a week, I'm going to get a benefit and I'm going to live longer. You may not even believe that. And if you don't believe it, you're sure not going to do it. 
So that's the first question you got to ask. Do I believe this? It's not coming from me. It's in the documentary, who's a scientific researcher. So it's not coming from me. So first question, do I believe it? Second question, if I do believe it, am I going to do it? Because there's a lot of stuff we believe we just won't do. So that's the second question. If I believe, if I truly believe that this documentary, this science says that if I attend a faith-based service more than once a week, I will get an additional seven years of life. Do I believe that? Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. So if you believe it, then am I going to do it? Second question. Third question is if I am going to do it, when am I going to start? The longer you delay to implement a decision, the less likely you will ever do it. So what I recommend, number one, if you believe it, if you decide you're going to do it, I suggest you be here Thursday. I suggest you make a decision right now. I believe it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to start as soon as possible. And that has the potential to change the rest of a day. And to make your days longer upon this land that the Lord thy God has given you. It's making a change in my life. I made that decision. I believe it. I'm going to do it. Now, we're going to Hawaii. We leave out for Hawaii. Got to be at the airport at 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to find me a church in Hawaii. And we're on vacation. So... If I skip a week, the longer I let it go between the decision and the action, the less likely it is you get weaker and weaker. So when we're in Hawaii, I'm going to find me a church in Hawaii. Now, they got a church. I don't know where it is. I don't know what denomination it is. But they got a church, and they got a Christian church. Now, it may not be Baptist. It may be the church of the Holy Redeemer of the Saints on Friday of the Latter-day Movement. I don't know. But I'm going to find me a church, and I'm going to start this week because, number one, I believe it, that if I do this, I will get a longer and a better life. Number one, I believe it. Number two, I've decided I'm going to do it. And number three, I'm going to start as soon as possible. So in Hawaii, I'm going to church somewhere, and I'm going to be in the place. And this means I got to lead the rest of the group because everybody ain't interested in going to church. I understand that. And even if they heard this message, most of them going to say, I may believe it. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. And that's a choice. That's a choice for everything in life. You make your choice, but you don't choose the consequences. I believe it. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to start this week. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to show up more than once a week. A.V., if you would rerun that clip, and after the clip, Pastor James, if you would close us out. A.V., if you would play the clip again, and after that, Pastor James will close us out. So I'm seeing this queer trend arise in looking at these blue zones of faith. Uh, The Adventists are obviously very religious, very adherent. In Sardinia, we were seeing really strict Catholics And in Okinawa, we see this ancestor veneration. And what, when he prays to the ancestors, what does he ask for? An analysis shows that people who attend spiritual services more than once weekly can get an extra seven years of life expectancy. 
doesn't matter what religion you are. What matters is that you're part of a faith-based community and you show up. So this is something that's available to all of us. Thank Pastor for that awesome message. Amen. To learning how to add seven years on your life. Give him another hand for that message. And even as he was talking about it, I just kind of did some back-of-the-napkin math, and I was trying to see if you went to church twice a week for all of your life and lived 90 years, and if the average church service was two hours, what would it equate to the seven years of worth of hours? And it actually roughly equated to for each hour you were in church, you would live three hours longer. So you would get a three times return on your time. And you know, that changes your mindset because a lot of times on Sunday when people have been working during the week or on Thursday, they're thinking about I'm tired and I want to use it. It's taking up my time. But actually, it reframes it to look at every hour that I go, I'll get three hours back on the back end. So that's just some quick math just to change your perspective, even when you look at the time that it takes to come to the house of God. So we thank God for just multiplying our time. It's like what he did with the bread. They gave Jesus some bread and he multiplied it. Gave him fish. He multiplied it. You give him your time. He'll multiply it back to you. And we thank him for just having a place to come where you can feel his spirit and just get the word and learn more about how to live this life according to how he designed it. And he was talking about how even you can just smell spiritual things sometimes in places. It reminded me we were out of the country recently and we went to the Chinatown in this city, and we were going through some restaurants, and we saw a vegan restaurant. We said, that looks healthy. Let's go see what they have. And we went in there. Just the smell of it, it smelled like they were cooking vegan chitlins. That's how it smelled. <laughs> and we didn't even look at the menu. We said, we don't want anything out of this place because it's just the smell. And we said, we don't know if they dress of another religion, just demonic or just natural. We said, we don't care. Whatever it is, we don't want to eat anything out of here. So we thank God that there's a sweet aroma in this place. Amen. Well, with heads bowed at this time, if there's anybody under the sound of my voice, and you've heard the word today, and God is leading you to make him Lord of your life, and either for the first time or to recommit your heart unto him. It's the whole purpose of coming to the house of prayer. It's to have a relationship with God. This is what it's all about. So if there's anybody that wants to recommit, if your relationship has not been what you know it should be, the altar is open right now for you to come and get it right. Amen. Well, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the word that you have brought us this day, O oh Lord. And we thank you for taking the time that we spend coming in your presence, O oh Lord, learning more about you, praising you, hearing your word. And we thank you for multiplying it back to us, O oh Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving us peace in your presence, O oh Lord. Thank you for increasing joy in your presence, O oh Lord. Thank you for just all of the benefits that you give back unto us, O oh Lord, as we come to your house, O oh Lord. We just ask for your forgiveness in any seasons of life where we've been slack, O oh Lord, coming how we know we should have, O oh Lord. We thank you for forgiving us, O oh Lord. Thank you for your blessing on length of days and long life. The precious name of Jesus, we pray. 
Amen and amen. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was the message titled, How to Live an Extra Seven Years, by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 2008, that's 2008. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 2008 to a friend, go to BrothersOfTheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word.